How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I am your host, Anthony Garcia. Thank you for joining me. I am super excited to have you join me on this Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this show. Wednesday is the day it typically gets released. I want to say first and foremost, be safe out there. This COVID-19 issue that we are experiencing as a country is hugely impacting so many Americans, so many humans in general. People are being laid off from work. Finances are not being met. Health is being compromised. And, uh, you know, the experts say it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know, I, I had a Facebook comment that I shared with somebody earlier today that this isn't a political issue. It's not a Democrat. It's not a Republican. It's not It's not a political issue. It's not a race issue. It's a human issue. And this is impacting all of us in some shape, form, or capacity. And the truth is we have to have a heightened level of empathy, more so now than we ever have had in the past. This issue isn't going away anytime soon. And this issue is going to change the way we interact in the future. So that's how I wanted to start the show was just one, hope you're staying safe. Two, if I could be of any service in any way, shape, or form, feel free to reach out to me through any one of my social media links. I'll be sure to include all those social media links in the show notes. You can also always catch me on my website, anthonypgarcia.com. All right. Now let's talk about what we're going to talk about on today's show. Today's show is a solo show, meaning you're just going to have me uh, on the show today. We're going to dive into some sales training and some sales strategies. The previous shows have been with some phenomenal, amazing guests, and I got more guests lined up in the future that are going to deliver some incredible content that you want to be sure to subscribe to and listen to. But today's show is going to dive into you, the sales professional. And today's show isn't going to be about you, the sales leader. Reason being, I, uh, this is episode number 13. And in the first 12 episodes, a lot of the feedback that I've been getting is, I love the sales leadership, Anthony, but give me some sales strategies, something that I can implement and take with me on my next sales call. And I felt it was only appropriate that I respond to you, my loyal listeners, my loyal fan base, and give you some of that feedback. So we're going to go over three areas that I truly believe um, set you apart from your competitors, set you apart from being an above average sales professional to an average sales professional, right? Um, And these aren't the only three, but these are the three we're going to talk about on today's show. Two are a skill that is developed, right? And it's a super simple skill, and we'll teach you how to how to execute that skill. But the first one I want to talk about is the most important. And this strategy is something that I am a firm believer in. Um, I have people who I have taken their income from 60,000 to 350,000. I have people who I have taken their income two and three X without disclosing what their income was by simply executing 
this one strategy we're going to talk about right now. And here's the strategy, right? You're a sales professional and you're incredibly gifted in your sales skill. What I mean, you may sell real estate. You may sell insurances or insurance services. Uh, You may sell um, medical products. You may sell payroll services. You may sell uh, cars. You may sell jewelry. Whatever it is that you sell, I imagine and I know for certain that there is somebody in your corner saying you need to be a product expert, meaning you have to know everything you need to know about your product, the features and benefits, how to explain the features and benefits, how to explain the advantages to using your product, right? That right there is sales 101, right? Super simple. You should know that at this point. In order to be an expert sales professional, you have to have a level of product expertise that sets you apart from your competition. That's a given. Well, when you get into high ticket items or highly competitive fields, Right. I I can't help but think of real estate as a highly competitive field. Um, I can't help think of insurances as another highly competitive field. What I mean by that is there's a plethora of people that are in your industry selling your product, selling your services that are trying to compete for the same business you get. How do you separate yourself from those people? Why would someone tell you yes versus somebody else? Is it because you're a phenomenal salesperson? Is it because your product is that much better? I mean, you know, as we go through some of these high-end, high-quality products, I think about, you know, two popular German cars that everyone knows about, Mercedes and BMW. Now, I don't want to offend anybody who works for Mercedes or BMW, but what is really the difference? Right? They're both German-made vehicles. They both run very well. They both are in that mid-luxury lane of vehicles, right? They're not a Rolls-Royce or a Bentley or anything of that nature, but they're a luxury vehicle. What really is different between them? Okay, if you can't articulate the differences, don't worry about it, right? It's not your job to articulate the differences. We're just using that as an analogy that those two vehicles are the same. Well, think about your product. Think about your service. What is your competitor product? Who is stealing business from you and what does their product look like? Now, you can sit and draw, you know, some lines in the sand and say, well, my product has this bell and whistles and theirs has that bell and whistle. But is the end result the same? Is the service essentially the same? So back to the original question. How do you separate yourself from that person next to you? Here is a truly, truly heartfelt explanation, and it's what I've embraced in my sales career in every industry I've been in. You have to be a well-rounded sales professional. And in order to be a well-rounded sales professional, you have to sell lateral, right? What does that mean, Anthony? That means you need to understand the businesses that are connected to your prospect. So, For example, I'm going to use payroll because that's my background or that was I spent four years uh, in payroll and and, and definitely learned some B2B experience in there. If I'm going to sell you a payroll service, if I can't sit and have a conversation with you, Mr. Business Owner, in the same capacity 
that an IRS auditor would have, then I'm not that expert sales professional. I am just a sales professional trying to sell my product and sell my service to you. I should be focusing on how do I educate you on all the complexities of payroll, all the implications of payroll taxes, all the responsibilities, and all the problems that can happen by not having it set up correctly. And if you have questions regarding anything lateral to payroll, workers' compensation, unemployment insurances, HR services, I was going to say California labor laws, that's where I I live, whatever your state is, labor laws, or whatever country you live in, those labor laws. If you can't have that conversation with an expert level of understanding, then you know you aren't separating yourself from your competition. If you have a physical product, back to BMW and Mercedes, if I can't go lateral on my BMW and tell you all the benefits that owning a BMW offers, that aren't directly tied to owning a BMW, then I'm not doing my job at the level I should be. In order to perfect the art of going lateral, you have to take a bird's eye view of your industry, a bird's eye view of your profession, a bird's eye view of your product offering. What is a competitor going to offer How does that tie into what I'm offering? And two, when someone says no to your product or service, why did they say no? And the answer can't be simply price. There has to be some outside reason, some influence that you're not aware of yet that helped that person say no. When you can tackle that outside influence with precision, with the level of professionalism that is at an all-time high, you will find that you will be incredibly impactful at going lateral in your industry. So going lateral is going to be the key from being an average sales rep to being an above-average sales rep. And right now is a perfect time to study going laterally. Questions to ask yourself. What other vendors... Try to sell product or services to my prospect. What other vendors are trying to get business from the same person I'm trying to get business from? What is their product? What is their offering? And how can I be an expert in that area so I can help my prospect make an educated decision on their business as a whole, on their life as a whole, not necessarily just making a decision on my product? The ability to go lateral in your sales process is going to be the key to separate you from top performers and average performers. Now, when I started the show, we were going to talk about two different sales tactics that are used on a consistent basis. And a professional salesperson usually knows this, but often forgets this. And so these tips and tactics are simply to give you a little buffer and saying, hey, I'm going to remind you of a few areas that you may have forgotten. Number one, how do you keep control of a conversation? Do you ever sit with a prospect and realize they are asking all the questions and you are answering all the questions, but you haven't extracted any of the information you need 
to make a valuable offer to your prospect? How do you regain control of the conversation? Well, a really simple strategy, and most professional salespeople know this, but they tend to forget. They tend to freeze under pressure, and they often don't understand the impact or power in simply asking a question. It's almost to say, every time you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it with a question, or I'm going to answer it and follow it up with a question. Now, the type of question I respond with isn't going to be a yes or no question. Example, I'm a salesperson and I work at a retail store that sells computer monitors. You come in with your computer and you say, hey, I'm looking to get a monitor for my computer. Do you have any recommendations? Typical answer would be, yeah, I recommend the HP version XYZ. It does this, this, and this. I lost control of the conversation because now I'm waiting for my prospect to answer. How do I keep control of the conversation is this. Same scenario. Hey, I'm looking for a monitor for my laptop computer. Is there any recommendations you would have? Yes, I would. We actually have several recommendations. HP is known for high definition, great graphics. Dell is known for a faster processor. Uh, typically, the faster processors will be more impactful for people who are gaming and doing things of that capacity. What do you plan to use a monitor for? Do you see the difference there? I answered the question in both scenarios, but when I answered the question, the second scenario, I took control of the conversation again by asking a follow-up question. So in order to keep control of your conversations and keep control of the dialogue, you must be the person that is asking questions. Now, what type of questions to ask, that can be a whole other podcast show, and that can be something we could dive deep into at a later date. But real simple fact, keep control of the conversation by asking questions. It is easily said. I'm sure you've heard it before, and I'm sure you've been on a sales call where you forgot to execute it. Control the conversation. Fun fact, if you want to try it, you can also control the conversation with friends, family, spouses, children. Just learn to answer questions and ask a follow-up question. Matter of fact, that there is the secret to dialogue with humans. That is how you have a conversation in 2020, not via text message. Because if you think about it, as society enhances in technology, the art of conversation is starting to get lost. So remember that. Keep control of your conversations by asking a question. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. And the last thing that you can do to improve your next sales process from the get-go, your prospect has to have clear expectations of your visit. 
So if you're going out on an outside sales call, meaning you go and you're knocking on a door, you're pounding pavement, you're getting in front of a business owner, a doctor, somebody who wasn't expecting your call, or in the uh, in the other scenario, you have a set appointment with somebody. You're on their calendar for Monday at 9.15. If you show up Monday at 9.15 and your sales pitch is 45 minutes, in that person's head, they only have 20 minutes carved out for you. No matter what you say at the end of your pitch, two things are going to happen. They're going to tell you no, or they're going to cut you off and say, hey, your time is done today. So in order to prevent that, in order to prevent a frustrated prospect, it is essential that you set clear expectations up front. And how do you set clear expectations? You simply tell somebody, hey, Joe, I appreciate you taking the time today. As we discuss XYZ service, typically my appointment runs between 30 and 45 minutes. Is that okay for the time we have today? Yeah, I just set a timing expectation. Let's say I want to set the expectation that I need a decision today. Joe, I appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you again for agreeing to those 30 to 45 minutes. Typically, when we end, we get the most value in our offers if we're prepared to make a decision today, meaning the person that has the end control or the end decision usually should sit in this appointment. Is that you? Now, I just identified if Joe is the decision maker, if Joe is ready to make a decision, if Joe is ready to make a decision today. Setting expectations on the front end prevents objections on the back end. Think about that. I'm going to say it one more time. Setting objections on the front end prevents objections on the back end. And the only way to set expectations is to just do it. Don't rely on email. Don't rely on voicemail. Don't rely on an assistant. And I say that because I've had people set sales calls with me and they send me this email of what I'm supposed to expect on the sales call. Well, that's a great tool, but that shouldn't be the only tool because by you setting expectations from the get-go, it tells me that you are respectful of my time. It tells me that you're aware of your surroundings and that emotional intelligence to know your surroundings is key in if I want to do business with you or not. So again, to recap the show today, this was a little bit of a quicker show that I wanted to just get some sales tactics and sales strategies out. Uh, one, ensure that your sales skills learn to go lateral. You want to go lateral with what you're selling. Learn what are the outside influencing factors in your prospect's mind. When they say no, why did they say no? Who influenced them to say no? And what was the influence for them to say no? Two, keep control of the conversation by asking questions and answering questions with a statement and following it up with a question immediately. Typically an open-ended question, not a yes or no question. I mean, that we should we should already be implementing that. But in case you needed a reminder, there you go. And three, it's incredibly important that you set clear expectations on your next sales call. Set those expectations. Let somebody know how long you're going to be there for. Let somebody know if you're expecting them to make a decision at the end of your sales process. Setting those clear expectations in the front prevents objections on the back end. That's what I got for you today. I appreciate you joining me on this quick show today. Be sure to join me next week. I have a phenomenal guest. John Israel of the Mr. Thank You Project will be joining me next week. And that's definitely a show you're not going to want to miss. All right. Enjoy yourselves today. 
All right, Catapulting Commission Nation, I will talk with you on the next one. Thank you. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag catapulting commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions. <laughs>